Wait, should I say it? Yeah, be blunt as fuck. This is Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Brutally Blunt with Jennifer and Katie. So this week we have marriage and family therapist Claire Lopati on. Hi, Claire. Hi. Um, so Claire also does past life regression. Um, for those who don't know, what is past life regression therapy? So with past life regression, you go under hypnosis and what happens is there's a there's a brainwave state when you are not awake and you are not fully asleep. So every night before we go to bed at night, every human, we, for a very brief amount of time, are in this in-between state. So when you're under hypnosis, you are in that in-between state. So you have the consciousness and the awareness of what's happening around you. And you're also getting the imagery of your dreams. So you're able to talk, you're able to answer questions, you're able to have the awareness throughout the whole time that you are not in this um, imagery, dreamlike world, basically. Um, So with it, the main idea is that um, most of us have had past lives. So this is basically... I mean, it's, it's really, it's really tricky because you don't have to believe in past lives in order to have a, like a transformative experience. So, but do people want to go like to get it because they've researched it or does like a therapist like suggest they go see one or how does it usually come about? Um, So it would usually come about because people have heard about past lives or are curious about, you know, like what happens when we die. So I think a lot of people find and have just have a lot of interest in that and curiosity about that. So generally those are the people that do come to get it. And is like part of the training that you have, like, is it to learn how to put people in a hypnotic state? Yeah. So all I do is help people go under hypnosis. I'm just there helping guide it. Um, I don't have magical powers. I can't do anything weird or creepy. So basically what happens is like the person doing it has to be a willing participant Okay. Um, with it. And then they put themselves in that state, in that hip- hypnotized state. I'm just there to help guide them. Do you have to be a licensed therapist to do it? So no. So just to be clear, um, I am an MFT and my doing past life regressions has absolutely nothing to do with being a therapist. Okay. Legal disclaimer here. Um, Yeah. So, so it is, so it is extremely separate. However, from, however, from like a therapeutic angle, I think it's really interesting because, um, and this is like kind of an angle where I feel like people who don't really believe in it might have a little more buy-in. I think that the imagery that comes up for us in our dreams is extremely important. I think it helps us integrate 
everything we experience around us on a daily basis. And I think it helps us make sense of things. I think it helps us heal. It's just really important. Otherwise we wouldn't do it literally every night. So I think from that, from that angle, for someone who doesn't believe in it, as long as you trust yourself and as long as someone believes that what comes up in their unconscious has value, that's really, I think that's really the most important part of it. So So someone who doesn't believe in past life regression or past lives for that matter, you don't have to in order for it to be effective. It has the same, the same effect either way. When you like are doing this with someone that, for example, doesn't believe in past lives, like what is, what do they think that they're like seeing, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, totally. Um, I'm not, I, you know, I'm not entirely sure because I have flipped a lot of people's opinions after yeah I feel like if I just like saw this shit I'd be like okay that's like obviously this is something I've experienced before I'm not making this up but I guess maybe some people do think they're making it up I don't know yeah I mean I, I a lot of people have flipped their opinions on things that isn't my goal with it but I also think that if people again I think that maybe people just experience it just as they're unconscious and symbolism and it's also interesting because we tend to reincarnate with the same group of people um, over and over again. And I, and in my opinion, that's, I think that's kind of how karma works itself out. I so heard it's I, like a soul family. Like you have a soul family that you travel with in every lifetime kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, that might, that, that might be true. I've read, I've, I've definitely read a lot about that. So like, when people are in a regression and they recognize someone or being asked someone they know in this lifetime, whether or not they're believing what they're seeing to be a past life, there can still be a lot of symbolism in that too. So even if someone doesn't believe it, um, right. Like I down to make meaning out of something, like, so I did it with Claire before and it was like, first it was like hard for me to get into the hypnotic state in the beginning. Um, and then I eventually was able to, but After I did recognize, I did have a glass of wine. I needed <laughs> wine to like calm, calm my nerves and cause I didn't know what to expect. And then I noticed someone who is a friend of mine in this lifetime, but it was like back in the 1700s. And while she didn't look like my friend, like I just knew it was her. Like I could just feel like this is her. And she was like selling bread. And it was like (laughs) really, I know this sounds crazy. Like, and I was like, Ben Franklin was around. Like, I know it was that time period. Like, it sounds nuts when I'm saying this out loud. But I could recognize that our souls, I felt like had been on like in another life together. So just as an example of that. She was selling bread. Well, like, have you, ha- like, Katie was saying, she took, you know, some wine in a decent amount of time to, like, get her to relax and, like, get into that hypnotic state. How long does this usually take? And, like, have you had people that it's, like, okay, I go to, I've scheduled, I don't know, two hours out of my day to do this, and I just, like, can't get there, and, like, I have to come back and try again, or, like, 
Right. Okay. So it's, so it's a, it's a long process. So no one will be under hypnosis for more than two hours. Like that is the absolute maximum that I would do that. Usually it's an hour, an hour and a half. Um, but what takes a long time is the before part and then the after part. So the before part of it is, uh, is basically so I can learn about them. So if they, so if I'm at, if someone lands in a certain time and place and, and they maybe, you know, maybe they say that they recognize someone as their mom, for example, if I don't know about their relationship with their mom in this lifetime, I could just graze right over that. And I wouldn't, whereas if I'm aware of it while they're in that random time and place, I can, I can do a little, a little bit more with it in a way that might guide them to a bit more healing. Um, so I think, so that beginning part can be a lot. Um, can take a long time. And that part really just depends on how much someone wants to tell me. I've had those parts take, I mean, with some people, like close people in my life where I already know everything about them, it could take a very short time. Or if I don't know someone at all, I mean, that in and of itself could be like an hour and a half. So is there like, oh, a you're going to be there all day. Oh, I mean, it's, yeah. it's an all day thing. Yeah. yeah like, it I, really I, is. I will not do more than one a day. Like okay. it's yeah. Cause it's like, you're there all. You, and like she said, you have to talk to people beforehand if you want to like really get to know like what's happening and all that stuff. Like, do you, we, do you just need the one session? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, a lot of people, a lot of people do like to come, like to come back and they like to do more sessions, but oftentimes people don't come back right away. Okay. Um, I've heard from a fellow therapist friend of mine. Um, I did a session with her and when she came out of hypnosis and we like talked and integrated what she had seen, she was like, she's like, that was like 15 therapy sessions in one. <laughs> That's like amazing. <laughs> right. That she so was like, able to get that. Yeah. So like if someone's real fucked up, (laughs) they might need more than the 15 right off the bat. Got it. Kidding. But I mean, (laughs) some people, some people do really like going back to it and just, um, yeah. And I, and I would, and I haven't had any issues with that, like with people wanting to do it like weekly. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that because I, I don't want people to be living in the past although it's cool to learn about your past and how it impacts where you're at now. Um, I, I don't want to facilitate someone like escaping their life. Yeah. And that would just mm-hmm. be like really a lot to do every single week. I'd be like, I don't want to sit here for hours. I can go I to was therapy just say for that, one hour. It seems a like a lot to like digest afterwards. Like doing that, like on a cadence would probably make you nuts. So when you're under hypnosis and you're seeing these different lives that you've had, can any of these like show you like what karmic reason while what you need to learn karmically like in this life? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, like, like, or do you mean like, what are the main lessons and that you have to learn in the lifetime? Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, like often, often what comes up is, and again, it like goes back to just trusting your unconscious and just trusting that deep internal part of yourself. You're only going to see what you need. You're not, past lives aren't just going to show up just for funsies, like, oh, that was fun. (laughs) And then like continue on with, you know, like continue on with your life. It's going to show you what you need. And what I have found is that there tends to be themes kind of groupings to what people tend to see. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you could also, you can learn, definitely learn a lot about that. And they're part of the regression, you um, access your higher self and that part of yourself can answer any question about anything. Um, and a lot of people find, um, a lot of people find answers in that as well. Is that like literal? Like you can just like ask them something? Yeah. Yourself? Like, yeah. Like there's a part of it where I will be, where I, or who, you know, whatever practitioner someone goes to, um, where they will be speaking with your higher self. Oh, so that's like who you were talking to. Like when I was doing it was like my higher self. Um, at, at the end, at the end part of it, I'm not sure if you remember that part because I think your birth control alarm went off. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> and, and unfortunately, just like got us out. I didn't get to finish the reading or whatever. Katie's higher <laughs> self was like, please do not get pregnant. Take this <laughs> you are not ready, bitch. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> I'd be a teen mom, basically. No, just kidding. But okay. like, yeah, so my birth control alarm went off and I was like, oh, fuck. But like, I I was I didn't like that life that I was seeing at that time anyways so I was like ready to get out of it but I would have liked to like finish obviously because I who doesn't want to finish what they started I'm not really liking this one so I don't really need that lesson (laughs) on to the next one on to the next one I think like in mine I felt like loneliness was kind of like a theme Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I didn't really know how that translates over in this life. Cause like, I really kind of do like being alone a lot of the time, but like in other lifetimes, I felt like I didn't have the choice. Like it was like, I was just like, I was an orphan. <laughs> like, okay, you guys, I, I feel like I sound nuts when I say these things like out loud. Not, not at all. You're like, talking to the right person. Like I, and I, I would get drunk, you know, and go out and I would start telling people about my past Always. lives. And I would, I would tell them like, I was an orphan boy in New York. And I would tell them like, I used to live in Vietnam and I hated it. And I had a child who died and all this stuff. And they're like, what? Like literally, like you sound like a kook, and I'm like, I swear to God, guys, this really happened. Like, so definitely, it. <laughs> I think you have to approach it the right yeah. way when you're telling people, and not just like, oh, I was an orphan boy. <laughs> you don't believe me, like, right? <laughs> what I was remember, your childhood like? Yeah, I remember all of that. You're like, which which childhood? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah you, for for you, that was a huge theme. It was like a themes of loneliness and loss yes and I mean not to get you know not to make you talk about anything you're uncomfortable with on here (laughs) but do you but do you feel like that I mean do you feel like that resonates with you in any way in this lifetime um 
loss I mean I don't know if necessarily loss maybe maybe loneliness in a certain way but like I also am okay with it like I would rather be alone than like deal with certain things does that Mm -hmm. make sense like I'd rather just be by myself and I'm like it's okay I don't need to like tell anyone or do anything like I'd rather be alone in my thoughts which probably isn't like a good thing but <laughs> like that's for another therapy session <laughs> that's another time but so like people like I was like emotional during my reading like or oh, not yeah, I just were... used to call it a reading you that's because my the whole time my kid died and I like genuinely felt it like I was like this is great like I was over his grave and I could tell he was probably like eight or something like that and I was like my husband wasn't there he was away at war and I was like with my daughter and she was cool and all but like I knew I was missing my son like she was no son she, she was cool but she, she was, was like, no son she was like obsessed with me I remember feeling like why are you okay. so obsessed with me <laughs> like she really wanted to like be around me and I was like like where's my son though like I remember kind of thinking that like not that I'm not grateful that I still had another kid but it just was like so significant that he was lost or yeah anymore. I I remember when you went into that lifetime and you were trying to um kind of set the scene and figure out what was going on I remember you mentioning all the sadness and it was so it was so sad because you had said it a it feels like a, a part of me died like I died so I'm curious if that's what it's like when children when you lose a child if that's really what it feels like I'm sure for parents I I would imagine yeah yeah did do other people cry <laughs> or was it just oh me? yeah no 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 you're okay. definitely you're definitely not alone with that pretty much every single person I have done a session with ends up in tears I mean when I've done sessions as well like when I've been under hypnosis I cry like clockwork every time oh okay so it's kind of like comes with the territory yeah Wait, so when you're like in this state okay I have a couple questions when you're in the state so you don't remember being like what you're saying like Katie doesn't remember what she told you or well, I remember a lot that- of it but I I'm sure there's parts that I'm missing too because I'm like see like I am along for the journey so I'm like in it I'm more like in it mm-hmm. and then describing to her what I'm seeing okay and then like I'm an overthinker I'm working on it but I just am which is why I needed wine right but like I just feel like okay I've tried to do like the YouTube ones which I don't even know if I'm supposed to be doing that but like I've tried and it just seems like I'm just sitting there like is this it like am I hypnotized like am I feeling it like where am I right now yeah I mean yeah do they work I mean I mean they can they can like there's no there's no reason why they wouldn't I definitely think that having something one-on-one with another person I personally I personally find that helpful because I think with any type of like therapeutic experience whether it be hypnosis or whether it be like sitting in you know like sitting in a therapist's office I think there's something about 
the exchange of energy that also helps kind of set the scene and make someone feel a bit more comfortable with it. And on YouTube, are they asking questions? I, I'm not entirely sure what, what they're doing on them. I think I've listened to maybe one or two of them, but I'm, I'm not entirely sure. Cause like you were walking me through it. Yeah. It's like, like, okay, imagine like you are in like a happy place and then you go to the door and you open the door and then like, what is the, what is the person behind the door is telling you? Like, just like stuff like that. Or like, they like took you through like (laughs) coming through your mom's vagina and like being born into earth, you know, that's kind of how it, how it went. I was rebirth through my mom's vagina. So How beautiful, how beautiful. What a beautiful experience. Yeah. I mean, with, with those videos, they can be really weird. Like you're coming out of a vagina again, (laughs) we're a little strange. Um, I think, I think another level of it though, like even if it's a very, very good recording of someone guiding it, I think another level too is someone's ability to get into a state of mindfulness. Like I think people, I think it's, um, it's something that people have to work on. I think too, it's something to kind of practice like a muscle to work on mindfulness. So I do think that if someone regularly like meditates or practices mindfulness in some way, I think that it can be a lot easier for people to kind of shut, um, kind of shut or at least quiet parts of their minds a little bit more versus if someone just is like a chronic overthinker and is just constant, you know, like doesn't practice it, it's going to be a little trickier. And like, what are like the like signs for you? Like, how do you know, like when someone that you're working with is like in the right state for you to continue? Oh, it's, um, Yeah. So I can kind of tell where they're at because people's, so, you know, when we go to sleep at night, our eyes are moving Mm -hmm. that happens. So I can tell from looking at someone's eyes closed, I can see them moving and I can tell they're going a bit deeper. So if someone's like not in hypnosis and their eyes are closed, they're not like flutter or fluttering like that or moving around. I mean, they, they might still be, they might still be like in a state of hypnosis, but when people's eyes start moving and fluttering, they're definitely, um, they're definitely in a deeper state. Can things like manifest from past lives mentally or physically into like your life now? Yeah, definitely. And then like, how do you get rid of it? Yeah. So there's different, so there's different, I have different ways of answering that. Okay. Um, So like for physical manifestations, um, a lot of people do often have that. Like, for example, certain people might have different like birthmarks, just like as an example that could, I mean, not always like don't overthink every birthmark you have. But it's definitely (laughs) as I'm like thinking in my mind, like like, what do I have? Um like that, that could be something. Um, some people might be prone to getting really bad migraines, or maybe people have something wrong with 
different parts of their body. And I don't want to like pathologize every single physical issue someone might have as, oh, of course it's a past life thing because right. that's right. bullshit. And like, that's not true. Yeah. Like, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes like we just get injured. Yeah. Um, but like, as an example for myself in, um, in my left knee, I have a tumor it's benign, but I have a tumor that takes up almost two thirds of the bone. Oh yeah. And I've had it for a really, really long time. And it's, I mean, truly massive. And so I was curious, I was kind of curious about where that could have come from. And I, again, I don't know if what I saw is true. I like, I, I can't, I can't speak to like, if it's true or not, just like, I can't speak to like other people's experience. If it was like factual and like definitely a past life. Yeah. Like I can't assume everything is the truth. Um, but when, but when I, when I did past life regression, I was kind of curious about it. I entered a past life. Now I feel like you, Katie sounding <laughs> like that shit crazy I'm I know like, it sounds it. fucking nuts like yeah. I was like you guys like I swear like but I know saying it out loud I sound like a total kook right <laughs> well I mean I get it because I'm like I'm about to go for that so yeah <laughs> yeah I mean I I visualized I visualized it was like kind of during I don't know what year it was but I was a viking and I was this like massive burly man. <laughs> I've been a dude a lot. And um, I was just this like massive man. And these other men were kind of cornering me off of a cliff. And I fell. And I like experienced this visually. I fell. But instead of falling all the way down the mountain and dying, I landed like on my knees. Oh. And in the, in, in the regression, like in the imagery that I was seeing, that's what I experienced. Um, so like, is it, is it true? Is that, is that like the, the, the big answer to it? I don't know. But, but it could be the answer. Here. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, falling on your knee like that, like, sounds like it would fuck your shit up. So yeah, like, wouldn't I wouldn't be mean, surprised. Right. Like I, I experienced that. And I, I believe that there, for myself, there might be validity to it. But again, I'm not here to say that everything that everyone sees is historical fact. Because right. I, I can't, I, I, who, who am I to say that? If you have deja vu, is that typically from a past life? I think it can be. Okay. I think, I think it can be. I'm not, and I think there's a lot of different ways that people can interpret deja vu. Um, I kind of tend to look at it like little tidbits of psychic moments that let you know that you're, that you're in the right place. I like to look at them as like moments where, okay. I am exactly where I need to be right now. 
And is this like also past lives? Is it like why we're drawn sometimes to like certain periods of time, or maybe we don't like things from a certain period of time, like or whatever? Boy hats, like page boy hats. Hate them. <laughs> Hate them. I don't know why. In this lifetime, I think they're disgusting. Sorry for all the page boy hat wearers. Um, Kitty, I have one. I wore them as an orphan. <laughs> Such a bit. <laughs> so you I and your orphan self. No, but on boys. I don't like them on boys. Like if a boy were to pull up, pull up. What the fuck am I talking about? <laughs> like just pull up. If a guy were to come up to me and he had a page boy hat on, I would be like, yuck. But a girl's, I don't think it's gross. I well, don't. And I wonder that now. <laughs> I mean, this might be a, a reach, but people are like, Jennifer, like, why don't you like saliva? And like, there's literally nothing in my like my mind <laughs> make me not like saliva like I haven't had like a particularly bad experience it's just like so fucking repulsive to me and so like maybe in a past life like I drowned in someone's spit or something like just really <laughs> I extra. Mean, or choked on your own choked spit. on my own spit and died <laughs> yeah note to any men listening that would like to make out with Jennifer watch <laughs> her saliva watch the saliva like can barely kiss someone it's like like you guys can't see but it's like painful to even like attempt to kiss her because she's just like i don't want to do it with your mouth closed like just press your lips together and then come in for the kiss and then we can peck (laughs) we can peck or like what what happened to like the fucking um eskimo kisses ew if someone fucking (laughs) rubbed their nose against mine i would be like Please stop. This is it's so better than making out. I'd rather have that. Like, let's just touch faces and be done yeah, with it. I would rather an Eskimo kiss compared to having like someone with really intense saliva, like McDonalding around my mouth. Okay, well that's a lot. Like, bye bye. Anything excessive is not okay. Medium, excessive, and low. I don't care what it is. I'd rather have Eskimo <laughs> kiss. Can we ever see like our future selves or is it like, or is that psychicness? Like, is it purely just past life? I, I think that, I think that it's possible. I haven't had an experience, whether it be with for myself doing past life regression or anyone I've done it with while they've been under, um, no, no one I know ha- has gone into the future. And with that being said, it's possible because I think time is a, we social, kind of, a social construct. Yeah. Like, like we, we make, we make it up. Yeah. And so like, with that being said, like, I don't necessarily think, right. I mean, we're about to get real deep, but like, I don't think like in this moment that this is like necessarily the furthest in history that it's ever been like that makes sense okay I see what you're saying like there could be already like a future that's already happened and we're just currently yeah Yeah, I mean experiencing it yeah I don't know I I mean I don't have any like solid beliefs on it I don't know everything but I think that's like quantum physics where you can like live in different realities like I don't know how it works, so I, I really? can't give you. I can't really, give you're you. not about to give us all the scientific <laughs> on quantum physics. Yeah, I just heard a psychic talk about it once, and so I've just rolled with it. Yeah, I mean, I've heard that too. That like 
basically time is not linear. Like it's like a bunch of folds. So like they Mm -hmm. all fold together so you can move forward and backwards anytime you want, you know, Mm -hmm. in your head, I'm assuming. I don't know. Yeah. And so, I mean, so like with all of that, now that we have our scientists giving their (laughs) their two cents about it. (laughs) STEM girls. Yeah. So, I mean, with that being said, I think, yeah, why, like, why, why not? Why wouldn't it be possible to be able to do that? Um, I just think like kind of going back to, you know, like our unconsciouses and what comes up for us, often we give ourselves what we need to heal. And I, and I often think that, I don't know, I kind of feel like it might give too much away or it might sort of inform too much about what we do. Like, for example, if you have ever talked to a psychic, like I have, mm-hmm. I mean, like the psychic has said about different guys I'd be dating or, you know, like what exactly they'd be like, or what my future husband is going to be like. And it kind of fucks with your head a little bit. Like you're mm-hmm. not exactly living in the moment. So like, oh, not at all. I live in the future. A hundred percent. I only live in the future and the past. And I'm not awful. present at all. Right. It's terrible. So like, and I need to be present because I need to enjoy what's happening. Right. So like with that, like even with just like with that example, like I can't speak for anyone else, but I think like for myself, I don't think I'd want to go ahead. So I don't think that I, that my body would allow me to do that. To see your future self. I, I don't want to. I, I, it kind of takes away the fun of it. Yeah. I like, even though I want to know my future, I don't, I don't need to see it. You can just like tell me what it's probably going to be. I feel like. And then no, I'm going to tell everyone. might take me there. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you never, you never know. And yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's interesting. And I have had a, like a few sessions with people where they have um, entered into this lifetime. Um, I won't. Obviously, oh, yeah. Like I won't obviously say any names here, but um, a friend of mine did it and she, um, she was adopted and in the past life regression, she experienced her birth and being given to her um, adopted parents. So she actually like got to witness that. Um, and, and that wow. was in this lifetime. She got to go to her to her dad's funeral because her dad had passed away and she got to speak at it. And because and that was always something that she really regretted, not speaking at her dad's funeral. And so oh, she wow. she um, like one of the scenes that she went to was there and she was able to have that like healing reparative experience for herself. Um, she was also able to, and I forget exactly what it was, but she had a hard time when her mom ended up getting remarried mm-hmm. and she was able to invite her dad who had passed away at that point to the wedding. And she was able to see see his reaction to it and see how happy he was and to see like how accepting he was about what was happening and that was also a really healing experience for her that's like amazing that she was able to see that I've actually heard with adopted people I was watching some Netflix show and this guy was adopted from Korea and he was saying he only knows his like 
obviously his birth family here and he was able to go into hypnosis and like remember his birth as well and like kind of like see what his birth parents were feeling at the time and why they gave him up and it was Mm -hmm. like really helpful for him and he was crying and he was just like but he was able to go into that state and like remember his life when he was born as well that's probably because it's like such a like traumatic experience that like that's what you need to see especially probably for a lot of adopted people Right. Yeah. So, so like, yeah, so like with past life regression, sometimes it's not about like, oh, let's, you know, delve into the past somewhere. You go where you need to go. There have been other times where I have, where I've been, where I've been under hypnosis and I didn't even go into a past life. Like I just kind of found myself, I don't know where I was. It was just kind of like nowhere specific, but like for me, I went to this place and it was kind of like a field. And I knew that I was like a little girl, but I was myself. And I had an experience where I was able to spend time with my mom who passed away almost 18 years ago. Um, So I was able to kind of have that experience and it wasn't a past life. It was just what I felt it's kind of our souls just visiting. So kind of like with your friend, like what happened when she got to see her dad. So it's like, it could help you with this current lifetime Mm -hmm. as well. It doesn't just have to be these past lives that you're going to figure stuff out. Like sometimes where we need the most healing is in the present. Yeah. That's a big statement. That is some knowledge right there. I know. Wow. Oh, that one yeah. <laughs> um, I feel like I'm just like really tripped up on the like hypnotic stuff, you know? So I feel like I've tried multiple times, you know, like obviously on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And I always, similar to you, like go to a field. I don't know where this field is. It has grass and it has a greenhouse and a barn. Mm-hmm. And like, how do I know that I'm like actually in the right state of mind? You know, like, I feel like I do that and then I like wake up or, you know, stop and I'm like, okay, like, was I even doing anything or was I just daydreaming? Who cares? True. Does it matter? Like you, could, you could just be daydreaming, but like, you're at a peaceful, are, do you feel peaceful? Yeah. So then that's like a positive thing because you're in a nice state. Like, it's not like you're like, I don't, I don't know how to describe it. Like, you're still aware of like what's happening. So it's like, you're not fully asleep or anything like that. You're still aware. So, but I think people think like I did this too. Like, I have to feel like this crazy, weird feeling to know like I'm under hypnosis Mm -hmm. like and I have no control over what's happening but it wasn't really like that at least for me yeah I I think um and when I said who cares I didn't mean it like like, fuck what you said who cares it's more (laughs) Jennifer no one cares (laughs) it's more so like kind of related to what like what I was saying earlier on it's it's just about trusting your unconscious and just trusting the imagery that's happening. It's of just like a letting it be because you are never, your body is not out 
to like self-destruct. Your body is not out to do anything, but help you heal and keep you alive. So if, if you are just in a field with a greenhouse and a barn, just, just be there. Like maybe that's what you have to be. I'm like, what, whose mind is this? Like who would have thought that I like would enjoy being in a field, you know, like I (laughs) hate the outdoors. I'm allergic to everything. Yeah. When you said barn, I was like, I know really (laughs) in this life I would see barn and I think so many spiders or like, it's going (laughs) to collapse, (laughs) like danger, you know, like look at all these allergens mold, but (laughs) there it seems to be chill. So yeah. And just like, just, just be there and whether it be a past life or just, or just again, just like imagery from this deep within, just go with it. And you could also try when you're in that state, you can also just kind of try to like guiding yourself a little bit, like be curious, walk around, like walk around, see if you notice anything different that you had that you hadn't before pay attention to like what it feels like to be there. Um, Do people ever like go into past lives on their own? Like, cause you know, like I a hundred percent know what you're talking about in that state. Like I feel it all the time. And like, I learned about it recently. And so I like recognize it, like, as I'm falling asleep, like I feel awake, but I'm not awake. Mm -hmm. And I think like, oh, I've done this. And then I'll like open my eyes and realize like, no, I didn't turn the TV on or like, it's like weird, but do people ever like go to past lives on their own? Just like at home sleeping. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's happened to me. It's happened to me a few times. I had this one dream. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was like a Holocaust dream or I wasn't, I mean, it's like, not like pleasant, but I had a, a dream that I was, I was dead. I mean, it was like a pile of dead bodies on a boat. And I was, and I, and in the dream, I was with my aunt, but it, it wasn't like we were in our bodies. It was almost like our souls were revisiting that place. And I was able to like, know that like that, that was my body and my aunt was with me in that lifetime. I don't know what it was. I'm not sure if my mind just like went to Holocaust because all of like the awful pictures that you see of like bodies piled up. Um, So I'm not exactly sure what that was. I I want to validate that for you because I see pictures like Holocaust pictures all the time and I never have dreams like that. So maybe you saw it, it triggered something in you and you were able to go back to that memory. Well, were you looking up Holocaust pictures? Like, no, I've always had, I've always had like a special interest in learning about it though. I've always felt like very connected with it probably because I'm Jewish, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was something deeper to that, but I'm not sure. I feel like it sounds like that really did happen, at least Mm -hmm. like it seems real in my mind. Yeah, we have a friend who who always is like, I swear I was in the Holocaust. She's like, I'm always so drawn to it. And she's like, I can't explain why. But she's like, it was like the only thing in history class I was even like excited to like learn about or had an interest in learning because everything else was like boring to her. But she was like, I just felt like I know I died in the Holocaust. And she's like, I don't know why I feel like that, but I do. 
Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And, and I, I don't feel like that. And Jennifer doesn't feel like that. So I think it's mm-hmm. definitely like. Yeah. And I mean, I think, I think also from like a more psychology based perspective of it too. Um, I think that, that people can also be affected by like, by generational trauma and like different things that have happened in, um, just like in a family's history. Um, I think that people can feel extremely, extremely connected with this. Um, it's really interesting. I saw something, um, from a very reliable source, Instagram. And, um, but it was really interesting. It was saying something like our, our great grandparents carried eggs that are, that are now in our, like in us. Yeah. Like, like, I, saw they, that too. I think yeah. I see us actually, I forgot what it was, but like, even from like a legitimately physical perspective, we carry our we carry like generations of shit, good and bad with us. So, I mean, I wouldn't be, so like, I also think like generational trauma, there could even be something like energetic with that too. That might make someone feel really pulled to that. So like one of their ancestors were involved in it or like a, a period of time. Yeah, maybe. Why not? Or it can, or it can be direct past life. That's also, that's also like very, very reasonable too. I think it's just for each person, whatever feels the best, the best for them. However, however people choose to connect with it, as long as you're not hurting anyone else. Great. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also had a dream that, um, that I was, it was so weird. I've never even really like thought about this place before. I was visiting this place, but I was in a a body. Like I was in my, I felt like I do now, but I visited Qatar. Oh, I heard that on 90 Day Fiance. (laughs) I literally, I didn't even see, I didn't even watch 90 Day Fiance at the time that I, I mean, I've binged all of it now, but I hadn't seen like any of it. And I didn't even know what it was. I'm like, what's Qatar? Like Qatar. And I, I was like, what is that? And I like, it was just interesting. I ended up like looking it up, but it was so weird because I was in Qatar and I was trying and I was trying and it felt like kind of like old, like old times, but I felt like I do now. And I was going and trying, to, I was at like a jewelry um, stand tense situation and I was trying to buy turquoise like I was trying to buy jewelry like turquoise jewelry specifically and apparently that's a thing there oh yeah and it just I just had this strange feeling like I was visiting somewhere I've been before so that probably would be a past life I would assume yeah it kind of felt that one really that one felt like that because even like when I went to Vietnam, I did I've like never had a desire to go there, but like I remember Googling pictures because I was like describing it and I was like, I've never been here. I don't look up pictures of Vietnam. Like it's not on my radar kind of a thing. And then I was like, how I looked it up, when I looked it up, it was like exactly how I envisioned it in my mind or what I saw. So like, that was really weird to me. Cause I was like, this is exactly what it was like. Or like, I looked up other time periods and 
like I needed to make sure they aligned with what I was seeing and they did. Mm -hmm. And these are things like I would have never looked up otherwise. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really interesting. A a friend of mine actually that introduced me to past life regression, he has known of a past lifetime he's had and he decided he knew exactly where it was. He knew exactly what the place looked like. Um, he visited that place, was able in records to find who he was. Yeah. He was able to find record of himself. Basically, I've seen that on shows like like there's a ghost inside my child, but it's really like they're it's not like it's really their past lives that they're remembering and they remember it as kids. And then when they got older, they're like, I don't really know, but I've always been drawn to this kind of music or this or that. Or like I was just watching this one guy, his daughter met him and she was like, this is supposed to be like my dad reincarnated, but it's weird seeing him like right now yeah it's it's really interesting like there's some kids who are born somewhere not exposed to any other language and they're fluent in another language that's completely just fluent in another language that they have never been exposed to in this lifetime so like there's really interesting stuff like that that happens too I would love because that's like if that's not proof, I don't know like what to tell you because, you know, languages are like made up. Like we made this shit up on earth. Like you mm-hmm. would have had to been on earth in to some learn. other place in time to learn this. So like, that's, ugh, I hope my kid just like pops out speaking French. Like that'd be so fucking cool. <laughs> I know. Right. <laughs> hey, do you speak French? You could get, you could get your kid a show on TLC real quick. Stage mom it up. <laughs> oh my God. There's a ghost inside my child and he can speak French. There's a Frenchman <laughs> inside my child. <laughs> I mean, it would be really cool. It sucks because like we grow out of like that stage of remembering or being able to see. So I think past life regression is like being able to be an adult and remember what we could have as a child. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. It's it's definitely, um, yeah, I just think it's, I just think it's so awesome. Like whether, and it's what I love the most is like, whether someone believes in it or not, it literally has zero impact on, on the healing proper, like the healing aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Like well, it I would, doesn't matter. I would recommend it to anyone just because it is a cool experience. So it's like, even if like, you don't feel like you have trauma or anything you have to learn, it is just cool to do. I think. Yeah. Um, but also if you do have trauma or something and you just can't, aren't figuring it out, like this could be really helpful for you too. So oh, with the trauma too, that's something that, um, that's, de- that's definitely something that that's something that's actually come up for me. Um, okay. yeah, like it's helped me create a greater picture of, trauma that I experienced in this lifetime and it helped me heal through it from seeing from your other lives yeah I mean like without going into like way too much about myself on here um basically basically I had a certain relationship with um with my dad 
And I was just, and I, and at the time that I did past life regression, I had done a lot of like a lot of just therapeutic work and just a lot of stuff within myself. So just making it clear, it's not like a magic fix because healing comes in layers and you're not going to get a magical experience if you're not open to doing work, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but basically I have like, I, I used to have a certain relationship with my dad after my mom died and I was really, really curious about, about it. And I was really curious why I attached so attached so much to like what he's feeling and making sure he's okay. And kind of like losing a lot of myself to that. Mm -hmm. Um, and so there, and so with that, there was, um, there's just like different, like trauma that kind of happened for myself with that. And, um, and when I went into this past life, I was this older man and it felt like I was somewhere in middle America in like the 1800s. And I was a dude again, (laughs) (laughs) because I apparently, and, um, I was canoeing. I was just like canoeing and I I was sitting in this canoe and I was like, I I made this. Like I knew I made this canoe. Yeah, I'm like a really good woodworker. (laughs) I was canoeing and I just was canoeing, canoeing and I get to this house and I pull up and I was like, this is my house. I built it. Like I knew I built this house and it was bigger than all of the neighbors. Just (laughs) throwing it out there. Yeah, totally. And, um, and I, and I pulled up and I had like this sense of knowing that my kids were inside and that my wife had died. So like, I, I had this like sense of knowing just pulling up. I'm like, cool. Like this, this is the story. And so I got out and I ended up seeing, seeing my kids and I, and I was able to talk, communicate with my mom through my, one of my kids through my son in that lifetime. So I was actually able to kind of talk with her. So that was kind of a branch out onto a, you know, into a different time and space mm-hmm. where I was able to talk with her there, but I came back through, um, and the next thing I knew I was sitting on a dock and I was alone and I was sitting on a dock, but it was me. And I, and I was like me and my body, or it was just like my soul. I don't know. I don't really know. I just knew there was me. And then I was sitting next to this man, but he was also me. And yeah, like they were both, they were both me, like both but, but I noticed my part of my soul sitting next to part of my soul that was happened to be in this man in this lifetime. And, and I ended up telling, and we, and we just would like look into each other's eyes. And this is where I cried like a baby. Okay. And in the, in, in the past life, I would just was staring into his eyes and it was the most emotional thing I've ever experienced. I felt like I was literally looking into my own soul and we just were just staring at each other. And I, and, and, and I told him and hugging 
and I was just, we were just hugging each other and holding each other. And I told him that it's okay to let go. You don't need to be carrying this anymore, which was kind of like the message that that was like the message for myself, which actually really connected back to this lifetime with kind of holding on to a lot of stuff with my dad, because I because of course I did, because I've gone through the loss of a wife with kids in another lifetime. So that was part of me holding on to that in a way that I did not need to in this lifetime. And like why you were so worried about his feelings. Right. Yeah. And so, so back into the past life, we were just staring at each other and crying and holding each other. And I told the man, I told him, it's okay to let go. You do not need, you don't need to be carrying this anymore. And it was just, it was so cute. He, um, I, he just like jumped into the water and I, and I just felt like the most intense sense of relief. And it just was so sweet. I just was sitting on the dock watching this part of myself, like celebrate. See, like that sounds really normal. Does that set like when I know yeah. when we say other parts, like it seems like kind of kooky or whatever, it could just be the way that we're talking about it too. But yeah. like that right there, I'm like, okay, like that is such a healing experience and such an example of how it's healed you in this lifetime. Yeah. And like it just seems like I was like envisioning this whole scenario in my head and I feel like I could totally see this being real and really happening and why it would help in your life today Mm -hmm. like yeah that's crazy yeah and I mean and coming out of that it I did feel completely like completely different it kind of just was one of the last pieces of the puzzle that 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 I needed to like make to kind of get the complete picture and move forward Cause it was something that like, you know, my own therapy work, <laughs> like going to therapy and like, yeah. you know, writing and just like processing my own life. I couldn't, I wasn't able to access that. And so I think it was hard for me to let go of it. So for me having that experience, I was able to really let go of that. Wow. So by him letting, by letting him let go of that experience, you were able to let go in this lifetime. Yeah. Cause it uh, was telling it were it's when I say like speaking to him, it's literally me speaking to myself. It's like right. my soul speaking to me. Wow. So crazy. Mm-hmm. But also really cool. Like I would be like, yeah. that's why I'm like, anyone should just try this. Like there's nothing bad that can come from it basically like if anything you're just going to be relaxing on the couch if you can't get into a hypnotic state and just be hanging out but like it's like but it's worth to try I think at least once yeah I I know yeah I I want to try this so bad like I know like like for example I've had some like my mom tell me that she knows someone in the past that's gotten hypnotized and they were like never right again but I'm like, I just feel like they probably like weren't like right before, you know, like. It sounds like they're looking for someone to blame besides themselves. Right. And the hypno- exactly. hypnosis was just an easy out. Like, do you and think I all think the people like- at the fair are just like so crazy and kooky when they get hypnotized? Like, I'm sure it's just like. Well, and I think it's fine. think of it like at least like I used to think of it as like just this 
complete like crazy experience and it sounds like from like talking with you it's just like you're still like here like it's Mm -hmm. still you're still very much like I don't know like it's not like this crazy separation from your body that people think it is Mm-hmm. I thought it was like that too. And I think that's why I just overanalyzed the shit out of it. And right. then, cause I was expecting like this big thing. And then once I was able to calm my nerves and my mind a little, it was like, okay, now I can do this. Like she'd be guiding me like to like these pretty places. I'd be like, I'm seeing black. And she's like, <laughs> okay. Like she'd be like, go to the water. And I'm like, it's just like a big black hole. Like the water is black. I was like, I think I'm walking on she's like, feel black. the grass in between your toes. And I'm like, it feels like concrete or like something like, like she like, was literally the worst. I'm like, let's take let's take a quick five and drink a little bit. Yeah. So don't worry, guys, if it feels a little weird or if like Katie this is can not do working, it, you can do yes, it. Yes, because yeah. I honestly was like the worst. I was just like, it's black. I feel cold cement. This is not working. <laughs> like, but I was expecting like this, I think, big crazy thing to happen. And that's not what it is. No, not at all. It's it feels, I mean, I think I can't speak for other people for myself. It feels really natural. Mm-hmm. It feels really natural and it feels normal. It's relaxing. Um, I think a really good way to kind of like, if someone is interested in doing it, um, but doesn't know if they'd be able to, or is overthinking it, I think a really good way of kind of practicing um, being able to do it is even just like looking up like guided imagery type of um like guided imagery. I don't know specifically what, but like even, I mean, as silly as this is, even on like the Calm Act, I think that like Harry Styles tells a bedtime story. You can literally <laughs> just close your eyes, listen to Harry Styles and just try and just try to kind of follow it and just like ima- imagining what's happening because that's also practicing meditation and mindfulness. You're fully throwing yourself into a moment. It's fully throwing yourself into something. You don't have to like practice meditation by pretending that you're some Buddha on top of a mountain <laughs> in Asia. Like it, it, it's, it doesn't work like that. You don't even have to do yoga. I hate yoga. And I I think, I think that too, like, I'm like, okay, I need this like big, cause meditation is so fucking hard for me. I'm like thinking about 20 million things and people are like, no, just like relax. And I was like, yeah, that's not like easy to do, but I think it's because (laughs) we think like we're about to have this big experience every time I meditate when it's like, just like, bitch, relax. And with meditation too, um, your thoughts should still be there. A lot of people think that their mind just goes completely blank. That doesn't happen because you are a human. Okay. And (laughs) we have a brain that's like constantly moving with mindfulness and with meditation. It's just about how much you attach to those thoughts. So it's like, it's the attachment to it. It's not pretending that you're somehow going to just have like a blank brain. Yeah. which Yeah. If that's what you're looking for, you'll never get that. Okay. No, I don't think that's going to happen. No, it's just about like the level of attachment to the thoughts 
that do come up, like acknowledge the thoughts and label the thought as a thought. Okay. It's like, it's like the difference between, um, a thoughts coming up that I, I don't know, I'm trying to think of something. Okay. <laughs> let's think of something like kind of dark just because I am a therapist and, you know, so like, it's the difference between like a thoughts coming up that I'm not good enough versus saying I'm not good enough. Labeling a thought as just a thought. Um, a feeling of sadness is in my body. I am sad. Because when you say I, when you're kind of connecting it with that way, you are just saying I am sadness and that is all, that is all I am versus a feeling of sadness is in my body. It's something I'm experiencing and that will pass. Okay. But I'm not sad. Like I'm not a sad person. I'm just experiencing the sadness. Yeah. Well, maybe. maybe. Yeah. <laughs> that's, just, that's just like a whole, that's just like a whole thing. It might be a, it might be like a super fucking boring podcast, but if you guys want to do like mindfulness one. I feel like I yeah. like every I need like so much like spirituality like we're like I was just reading a okay read what reads one book and reads one book about. tells about it in every single episode that <laughs> we have, episode. but it's about inner work and like they basically say like just because like that they say like just because you're thinking something about yourself doesn't mean you need to like be like oh I'm a bad person like when we're kids and you're like make a mistake like you are not the mistake you made the mistake but you're not the mistake and you're still a good right. human being but so if parents are like you little shit I'm gonna that was a really bad move like you still need to like be like okay like you're still a good person but there's consequences for your actions right. sort of a thing like yeah so yeah I I get what you're saying well yeah. do you have an your Instagram that you want to leave for anyone? Yeah. And I also, and I also do have an, a recommendation for someone who he taught me how to, um, he taught me how to do past life regression and he's, well, he didn't teach me, but he inspired me to want to learn how to do it. Okay. And he does this full time. He's incredible. And he also has a way of doing it virtually right now with COVID also. Oh, that's awesome. Um, yeah. And I just mentioned him because I am also a marriage and family therapist. So don't always have a ton of um, time. time, but this is like his full time. Right. And he's amazing. So you can leave both your hands. Yeah. So mine is past life underscore regression underscore Claire. And then my friends is um, the past life regressionist. All right. Well, thanks for giving us the 411 on past life regression. Hello, <laughs> What do the kids call it? Totally. Um, where can you follow us? Jenny's always good at telling us. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at telling you guys exactly what you should do. You need to get off this podcast right now and go follow us at brutally blunt podcast on instagram at brute blunt pod on twitter we're always live tweeting and make sure to like follow and subscribe if you guys want to get more crazy fun content like this um we're really reaching down into your souls with these past episodes so 
we're gonna pull out a version of you that's going to want to continue to listen to this podcast <laughs> all right guys we'll see you next week <laughs>